Welcome to the Pen in the Stone. I am your host, Alan, aka Sacred Haiku. And away we go. And we're back with another episode of the Pen in the Stone. Thank you for tuning in. And we have another lovely guest, Miss Sharonette Smart. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Alan. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. I'm glad to even talk to you again. Yes, it has been a while, and I'm so, so excited for everything that's been happening with you. And glad to put this opportunity and the platform. <laughs> I'm glad to have you. You were one of the first people I thought of. Um, oh, wow. Well, I mean, when, my, when I did my first event, you know, you helped me a lot. You and um, Rose McLeod, you guys really helped me stick to the mind and figure things out and getting that first event started. Well, you know, I always believe in you from the very first time when you share with me your vision um, and I read some of your pieces and I just knew that there was something more to you than what you were currently doing. And I'm just glad to have been a part of someone who was able to plant a seed and to actually see the harvest of that seed now. It's, it's, it's a blessing. Uh, again, I really do thank you. And you have that personality that does do that. I mean, from what you do now with the Shiro and, you know, the minute with your ministry and various other things they do, you, you're a very giving and caring person and you really kind of bring the best out of people. What I've noticed about you, even with your daughters. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> That's a sweet thing to say. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, you know, and sometimes really believe it or not, it's, it's good to hear that, you know, um, sometimes people take for granted that somebody just knows that they're appreciated. But when you know that from your heart, you do things to make people better, to hear someone come back and say, hey, I appreciate you or, you know, you, you were a part of my starter. You pushed me to be better. And just to know that you made a difference in somebody's life and then to have them come back and share that with you, it, it does something. It, I know for me it does. It kind of reminds me of when, when Jesus, you know, healed the lepers and only out of the, all the ones he healed, I believe it was 10, out of all the lepers he healed, only one came back to say thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, only one came back. So I'm, I'm just honored. Again, you are phenomenal to me. Um, I've seen your growth. I've seen your, your, you know, you evolving into who you are today, yet to become who you shall be. And I'm just, I'm, I'm here for it all. I'm so excited. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I'm excited for it too. Thank you. <laughs> all right. it's, it's, you, you know, it's kind of wish when it's like, I wish I can see the future and see what it can be like, um, where I'm going to be. Honestly, you might not like what you see because you may have one vision now, but then later on it's completely different. It's because you went through that growth process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just said a key word, process. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had this conversation on yesterday um, about the process. You know, so many of us want the prize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We want the success, but we want to deny the process and there is no success without process mm-hmm. yeah. you know and, and we have to go through it every step is necessary every heartache heartbreak every test trial tribulation every experience every encounter I mean it's all necessary to get you to where you are destined and predestined to be but it's your process and if we if we ever get to the place, Alan, where we just accept what God allows, which is our process, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have the fights we have with ourselves, you know, feeling the way we feel. And I know we're kind of trying to put in the cart before the horse, mm-hmm. uh, but in this, but we're going to flow, right? Because that's what you told me. You said, we're going to flow. And yeah. however we flow, yep. whoever the listener is, we're flowing for you. So I'm going to flow this way. Mm. Um, I remember back in 2015, I had opened a facility in Sanford for single mothers 
Um, I have a nonprofit, Single Mothers United of the World Incorporated, and I, I branched out from the Raleigh-Durham area, and we opened an office in Stanford. And I remember going to Stanford and just wanting to make a difference, mm-hmm. wanting to impact those women's lives, wanting to help them see that we are not a single mother. We're not baby mamas. We're, you know what I'm saying? We're yeah, what yeah. Fortune 500 companies mm. are made of. You understand? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll dig deeper. But the point that I wanted to make with, with sharing that was I wanted to do an event, but I didn't want to have another conference. I didn't want to have another gathering of women and they just show up get excited, get entertained, get inspired for the moment and leave out and go back to the same thing. Mm -hmm. I said, God, I don't want people to just be changed. I want them to be transformed. Mm -hmm. And so as I was driving, I heard the Holy Spirit so clear. And God said, consider the life of a caterpillar. And I said, a caterpillar, Lord? Now, this is 2015. As I open up social media now, everybody's talking about a butterfly. Everybody's talking about a butterfly. <laughs> Here it is five years later. But five years ago, what the Lord shared with me was that, in fact, when he created the caterpillar, he always had the butterfly in mind. I want that to marinate. When he created the caterpillar, he always had the butterfly in mind. Mm, mm. But in order for the caterpillar to become the butterfly, it had to go through its process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the process of becoming who God put on the inside of us to be is ever evolving. And if ever the caterpillar refused to go through its process, right Mm -hmm. of metamorphosis Mm -hmm. it would have never become what it was always created to be Mm. and so as he was downloading this in me the thing that blew my mind was he said so gently that i created the caterpillar to become a butterfly which is what it was ultimately purposed to be and the great thing about becoming what you were purposed to be is that a butter, a caterpillar, you know, the caterpillar itself, once it becomes a butterfly, it'll never be a caterpillar again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you think about that, where you are now, if you really endure the process, I think about somebody who might've been on drugs. I've never done drugs, but, but but I, but I assume that that because God didn't create you to be a drug addict, He didn't He didn't create that to be your life. If you ever go through the process of getting free, the process of getting free, mm. the twelve steps, the, the the really crying out to God and say, I I don't want this for my life no more. God, I I can't do it by myself, so I need you to take it away. Mm. And if you allow God the process of time, I believe that on the other side of your through, your process, you can look back and say, I'll never be a drug addict. Hmm. Because you need to be hardened on through that way. Because if you just go straight into the end, you may not be ready. So it's like you need, on. To, need to go ahead and just, you know, build up those, those barriers, those shields and the strength of your armor and and when you're finally there, you know, you're all oh, this steps harder, this steps harder. Cause I didn't know anything it, about sound or media or anything like that, but I'm still learning, still getting the process going. But if I just jumped into it and next, thing you know, there's a million people expecting this great production. I'm going to fall short because I didn't learn or learn the steps to get to where I need to be. So the fact that you got like that, that slow growth or however this the growth is, mm-hmm. it's, it's preparation. Like you said, the butterfly is preparation to become that butterfly, you know. Right, exactly. And you and I, like I said, I'm proud of you because when when, when you first started out, you know, podcasting, I mean, like, what? Like, he, he, he knows how to do that? Like. I need, I need, look, I need a consultation with you because I know that, that that's something that I should, because I like to talk, as you can tell, um, for those that are listening, <laughs> I'm a preacher, so, you know, we like to talk, but 
I really feel like I'm not just talking, but I got something to say. Yeah. I, I, it I, makes a difference. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of uh, Les Brown and the things that he mentions. Um, just there's one thing he said was, imagine you there laying on your deathbed and everything that you, everything that was, that was a gift that you were given dreams and things were looking down at you and said, we were hoping that we were looking at you to bring us to life. Oh, wow. I was like, mm. I, was, I just think about that all the time of just ideas and, you know, things I want to bring out if they were just looking at me saying, why didn't you try? You know, why did why didn't you even attempt to you know, give us life? Well, I would even take that a step further. You know, um, the late Dr. Miles Monroe said something mm. so powerful. He said that, you know, um, a lot of leaders, they die with a baton in their hand mm. because they never passed the baton, right? They never, they never created successors. They never mentored anyone to step up and take their place. And then I went a step further than that because, you know, as a single mom, well, unwed, um, as an unwed mother, because I'm not single, God is always with me. Mm. I'm just not married. But um, one of the things that I, now as a Gigi, a grandmother of one grandson, you know, so many ideas, I'm gifted in that area. I'm gifted in that area. And I recognize it now as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, God has given me a mind um, of witty inventions and ideas. And what I do understand, like David and Solomon, everything that God gives me to do, I won't be able to do them all, right? right. God gave David the blueprint to build him a house, but David was not able to build God a house. It was never intended for David to build God a house because David had blood on his hand. He couldn't build God a house, but God gave David the blueprint. So Solomon was able to build a house Mm -hmm. as it is with me. Everything that comes to my mind, I cannot do. So I begin to journal a journal called from the mind Mm. of grandma, Mm. from the mind of grandma for generations to come. My grandson might get stuck in life and and he don't have an idea, but there's a book that has ideas in it. That he can turn to and say, well, grandmama didn't do this, but this, I think, was for such a time as this. Mm. So we got the right division. Just like, you know, there are things that you that you come to your mind, you know, you and your wife, y'all going to build a family in the future. And, and so you might not be able to do everything that comes to your mind, but write the vision. Make it plain so that they that read it may run with it, not from it, but with it. Mm -hmm. So what you write today, your son will do tomorrow. What you write today, your daughter, you know what I'm saying, will bring Mm -hmm. it to pass tomorrow. So you got to write the vision, make it plain so that they that read it, how back on 201, so that they that read it may run with it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's funny. So, 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 so don't deny those things that come to you. Just write those things that come to you because it might not be for you to do it. Mm-hmm. What, what do you say to those ones who, um, who aren't very good writers or, uh, kind of those who try to kind of write down certain things or, um, uh, document, there we go, document, um, things that they want to. Well, so this is what I would say, even at, from the publishing side, because I'm a part of the Shiro publishing team. Um, shout out to Ms. Erica Perry Green, who is the CEO and founder of Shiro Publishing. I am a part of that that dynamic team, along with Ms. Cami Moore, and and we have some others, Kimberly uh, Perry uh, Sanderling, and we have a, a great editing team. There's so many compartments to Shiro Publishing, so I don't want to start calling names and miss somebody. <laughs> but um, but what I wanted to say about the team is that we are a part of your birthing process. I always approach writing as a birthing process, right? That's very true. And so for me, I am a literary midwife. Mm. As a literary midwife, my job is to help you identify where you are in your birthing process. I I get people to come to me that have ideas, right? But they don't know how to put it together. So we can say they've already, so, so, so consummation has taken place, right? Consummation has taken place, mm-hmm. but now you need prenatal care. Mm-hmm. First trimester, you understand? Mm-hmm. 
But I've also had people that come to me and they know that there's something bigger than life inside of them. They know there's something great inside of them, but they can't seem to just fertilize it. Right. Right. So, or, or, or maybe I got some people that's infertile. Mm-hmm. So I listen to them talk. And by the time they finish talking to me, fertilization would have taken place because I listen to hear. Mm-hmm. So when I hear what they cannot articulate, then I'm able to help them conceive. Once mm-hmm. conception takes place and we are in the first trimester, what I encourage anybody who desires to write a book or write a poem or write free write, get it out of you mm-hmm. because there are people like myself. Everybody has a story, but everybody is not a storyteller, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I am an eologist, one who is gifted in word expression. So as an eologist, my my experience and my ability to take what you cannot say and verbalize it in a way that's going to get the that's going to either make the impact or get the action result that you want the listener, the hearer, the reader to do. But that's a gift. And everybody don't have it. Right. So that's why you contact Shiro Publishing, you know, at ShiroPublishing.com. Hmm. That's a plug. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, at SheraPublishing.com, you contact us and you say, hey, listen, I've been saying, talking about writing this book for two years, three years, you know, four years, and, and, and I haven't done anything yet. I'm ready right now in 2020 to give birth to the thing on the inside of me. Let me give you a little backdrop. Mm-hmm. So I have been serving my, my former leaders, Pastor Will and Dr. Grace Nichols at Victoria's Praise Fellowship Church of God in Christ mm-hmm. in Durham. For many, many years. And as their literary agent, I learned so much um, just in working with them, working for them. And then, of course, my background in writing, which extends back to 1997. Which we're going to touch on that later. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Awesome. So as a result of that, as a result of that, I, um, I, I, I've been putting off, been hearing God. You know, Ben's supposed to write a book. Mm-hmm. Actually, I probably should have written several books by, mm-hmm. by now. But I kept putting it off. And what I realized is that I, not necessarily putting others' needs in front of mine, but there was a level of fear, I think, right? If I could be honest. There, there that was is. in me, yeah. right? That, that, that I guess I procrastinated in doing what I know God had called me to do. Was it the sharing that was fear or was it just, am I good enough to put these words together properly? I I, I really can't even finger it to be totally honest. I don't know what was blocking me, mm, Okay, but I know I was my own self worst enemy. Most of us are. It wasn't the inner me. It was the inner mm. I N N E R <laughs> the inner me. Nice and play. so with Right. Come on. It's wordplay. Right. Because the inner me was my own enemy, the voice in my own head. Mm. And so I matter of fact, I was at missions where I met you. I'll never forget it. It mm. was in 20. It was in 2015. Was that long ago? Yes. In oh. April. <laughs> well, this was now, you know, I was there since 2010. Right. But in 2015, um, I I was getting ready to be evicted. Mm. If we could just be transparent, mm. um, how about that? So, I I I didn't have a job. Um, I was, you know, the the income wasn't there. And Miss Lisa, I love her so much. She was doing everything she could to work with me. She was like, Sharon, hey, you always come through. It's gonna happen. I just need to make you aware of the process. Da, da, da. You know, I knew it. I knew what the process was, and I knew she would do everything she could to help. But I knew it came to a point where, okay, God, I need you to help me figure this out. So I remember on April 22nd, I'll never forget it. I tell this story everywhere I go because I need people to understand God's process and his timing. Remember, I had put off writing my book for so long. Mm -hmm. In April of 2015, when I was faced with a possible eviction, on April 22nd, I walked through that apartment telling God, I need you to help me. I need you to send me the money. I need you to, do- I was telling what I need, what I need, what I need. Crying out to him. Mm-hmm. And all I heard him say to me was, finish the book. Mm. I said, finish the book. 
See, I have relationship, not religion. Right. So I know people are like, she tell me she talk to God. Yeah, I talk to God, and God talks to me. Okay? So I'm talking to him, and I'm saying, finish the book. God, I need the money. Like, right now, <laughs> the Holy Spirit said it again with authority. He said, finish the book. The blessing is in the book. Mm-hmm. And this time, since I had played around with it, because he had told me two years prior to write the same book. Mm-hmm. He said, and you have to the end of the month to do it. Ooh, and he gave you a deadline. Yeah, come on here. You picked it up, right? <laughs> he wasn't playing with me no more. He said, you have to the end of the month to do it. Mm. So I said, God, April only got 30 days. That means I got eight days. I used to, like, he said, the end of the month. So I gather my girls. I say, listen, um, I put some stuff in there. I say, y'all going to have to feed yourself. This is this is what I got to do. I got to get this book out of me. I said, and God told me I have to the end of the month to do it. So I need y'all to give me the space to do it. Mm. I cleared the dining room table. I took out my computer, all my concordances, my Bible. I took out references and things that, and I just sat there. I had a title, right? Right, right. I had a title, but there was no book. That's why when he said finish the book, I'm like, well, there was no book. I had a title. I had an idea. I had a concept, but I didn't have a book. So I sat there and sitting there, I began to type the book. Hmm. When I tell you, once I committed to the process of writing my book, I wrote the book in seven days. Mm, 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 mm. Although he gave me eight, which was to the end of the month, I had eight days to do it. Nine if you count the 22nd. (laughs) I had eight days to write that book, Mm -hmm. and I did it in seven. Mm. After I wrote the book on the seventh day, right, I finished the book. On the eighth day, I read over it. I know something else I was creating seven days. Right? So listen, come on here. So on the eighth day, I read over it. And then on May 1st, I'll never forget it. Um, a good friend of mine, Lucinda Moore, gospel artist, I was accompanying her to Charlotte. Uh, she was going to sing at Hezekiah uh, Walker's um, former wife's church there. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was accompanying her. And I began to tell her about the book and the idea and, you know, just the concept. And I said, God told me it was going to be a New York Times bestseller. And she said, so who's publishing? I said, I'm self-publishing. She said, not if you're going to be a New York Times bestseller. I said, well, she said, you need a major publisher for that. And I said, nobody's going to publish me. Nobody knows who I am. She said, didn't you say God said it? I said, yeah. She said, well, then go find a publishing company. So we came back. And on the second, I was in the house. I hadn't done anything with what she said to me. That was May 2nd. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this process because somebody that's going to be listening to this podcast, you are in a similar, if not exact situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to help you get God's blessing. Mm. Okay. So on the second, I didn't do anything with what she said. And so on the third day, that was May 3rd, I said to the computer and I began to research publishing companies. And as I was researching publishing companies, the first publishing company that came up was Tate Publishing. I went to Tate. I was familiar with Tate because I actually used to own a Christian Bible bookstore um, in uh, opening in 1998 and uh, in Savannah, Georgia. And we were there till 2000 when I left and came to North Carolina. Oh, okay. But, okay. So I was familiar with Tate Publishing. Um, as a publishing company. So I looked, I went to their website, I looked them over and then I pulled out Jake's books and I pulled out just Franklin's books. And um, I had some of uh, Joel Osteen's. I just wanted to see like who, who they were publishing to. So I went to Whitaker and like all these other different places and websites and stuff. And I remember looking at destiny and, and then I just remember hearing the Holy Ghost say, go back to the first. Mm. So I went back to Tate. I spent more time on Tate's website. As a result of, of spending time on Tate's website, the Holy Spirit directed me to send an email. Well, it was a general email box, but the Lord told me to address it to Trinity Tate, which is the daughter of the CEO of, 
of um, Tate Publishing mm-hmm. as Mr. Tate's daughter. Mm-hmm. It was Trinity Tate. And God, he directed me. That's why you got to have an ear to hear. You got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. God will lead, God direct, and order your steps if you allow him to. And so as he told me to address the email, the Holy Spirit began to pour into me what to write. As I listened to him speak through to me, I typed the, the words that I heard the Lord say. And after I finished, I said, God, this is going to a general email box. So I'm not sure if she's going to get it, but at your word, I pushed in mm-hmm. and I sent it. Mm-hmm. That was on May 3rd. Remember, we started out talking about process, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about process. So this is a part of the process of becoming author, Sharon at Smart. Mm-hmm. Okay? Trying to help somebody. The caterpillar was evolving. <laughs> all right? So. Have you, wrapped your, have, you, I, have you wrapped yourself up or you're still a caterpillar walking around eating right now? Right, right. No, and, and, and that particular piece of it, I literally was literally, at that point, I was finding the tree, the location. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, caterpillars don't just, just truth, they 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 seek out the tree uh-huh. that they're going to attach themselves to. Right. Uh-huh. Come on. I like so that. I was seeking out the tree, and Tate was the tree. And so I sent the email in faith on the third, and I left it on Monday the fourth, because that was a Sunday. Monday the fourth, I went to Food Lion. That's Solomon, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Food Lion. Come in, Solomon. And I I went to Food Line with my girls and I attempted to use my debit card. Now this is this was a breaking point for me. Mm. Mm. That was the hardening. Come on. I went to Food Lion and I <laughs> Solomon, here's the outside dog. So when I got to Food Lion, I went to the register and what I was ordering came up to five dollars and sixty two cents. Mm. So $5.62, my card declined. Been there. I was so humiliated. I was hurt. Mm-hmm. And, but I couldn't, and tears began to roll down my face right there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go back to the car and let the girls see me crying. Mm. So I got myself together and <laughs> I got myself together and I got back to the car. When I did that, I remember having some free coupons in my car that we had gotten from Burger King mm-hmm. for ice cream. So they said, of course, like the girls would, Mama, where the stuff you went to get? <laughs> I said, oh, I just decided I didn't need them again. I'll get them tomorrow, right? right I right. said, how about some ice cream? Let's go get some ice cream. So we went to Burger King, and I went to the drive through and I got the ice cream for them. I pulled over so that we could enjoy the ice cream Mm -hmm. and my phone went off, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It said Oklahoma. Mm. I said, God, I can't take another thing. This is a bill collector (laughs) and I am not answering this call. I'm telling you my process. This is real. Mm -hmm. This is a true story. I understand completely. Listen, I remember saying, I'm not answering. I said, God, I can't take another thing. I don't have no money. So I'm not going to answer the phone. And the Holy Spirit said to me, not this time, answer. So I answered the phone. Mm -hmm. True story. My process. This is real. I answered the phone. The young lady on the phone was Destiny. And she said she was calling on behalf of Miss Trinity Tate. Mm. This is the next day. Now, this ain't even 24 hours. (laughs) Somebody I'm trying to help. This wasn't even 24 hours after I had submitted you know, submitted that email, that initial email. Mm-hmm. So as a result, I said, this is Sharon. Yes. She said, Miss Kate wanted me to let you know that she personally received your email mm. because it was sent to her. So whoever got it, right, it got there. They sent it forwarded to her. She said, and she will be honored if you would send her your manuscript. Here is her personal email address. Oh, okay. All right. I was so I was so blown away. I was so excited, so overwhelmed. I remember thinking, "Oh my God, is this really happening?" Right. I knew I had a great book, but I was afraid. Right, because they had the ability to print it. Right. I had not copywritten it yet. I had just finished it. 
I literally just finished it. So I didn't send it right away, Alan. I didn't send it right away. I didn't even send it the the very next day. It was 6 a.m. This was 6 a.m. prayer on the 5th that Pastor Will was doing the prayer, the whole month of prayer. And on that morning, he was praying and he said, I don't know who this for. He said, but God's getting ready to do something phenomenal for somebody. So you just got to trust God. Trust God because what he's getting ready to do, he's getting ready to blow your mind. It was as if though he had given me the release of the fear to release my manuscript to do it. So around 12 noon after the 6 a.m. prayer, Mm -hmm. I sent my manuscript to Miss Tate. Now, I hope y'all are paying attention to the timeline because that's why I'm saying the date. So the reason I'm actually making an emphasis on sharing the date, because I need you to understand that it doesn't take long for God to do anything that God wants to do in your life. So now we're on the 5th of May, after the 4th, uh, after the humiliating day at Food Lion, after I get the call from Miss Tate's personal assistant. We're on the 5th, and I release my manuscript. I send it to her. Somebody say 24 hours. In tw- less than 24 hours, which was May 6th, next day, I get an email. Never forget it. I get an email from Miss Trinity Tate. And the first word said, congratulations. I was gone then because I knew what was to come after that. And I began to read the email. The email blessed my life. Not only did she receive it, but she read the entire manuscript because she had happened to be off that day at home with a sick child. So she took the time to read my manuscript, the whole thing. Mm. Her email went on to say that I don't know how you do it as a single mother. I applaud. She said, this book is immaculate. We could literally go to print now. Mm. I've never seen, and I still have that email. She said, I have never seen such an immaculate manuscript that we could go straight to print with it. But she says, I, I, will, I, I will not do that to you. I want to allow you the entire process of publishing. She said, we will be honored to publish this book. Mm. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go so much further in it. I just wanted to share that part. This is what I will say. In my amazement and awe at God and what God did in that process of me becoming author, becoming the butterfly, right? Mm. Caterpillar becoming the butterfly, writer becoming the author. Mm. Um, what God did for me was so amazing and overwhelming to me. I remember sitting to my dining room table in awe of what God just did. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, this contract may have just occurred to you. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But this blew my mind. Catch this listener. Catch this, Alan. He said, but in fact, I've always had the contract in mind for you. You may be surprised, but I'm not. (laughs) Hold on. He said, I was just waiting on you to give me something to work with. Mm. Mm. You see, there Mm. could be no contract without a manuscript. Mm. And I procrastinated in producing a manuscript so that God could release the blessing, the purpose, the pro- so that he could release what he already ordained for my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So some of you are waiting for God to do this and you're crying out to God to do that. And God, he's, you're not crying. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Give me something to work with, I hear the Lord say. So as you're listening to this podcast, I know it's probably not his normal type. (laughs) (laughs) But as you're you're, the truth, listen. But as you're listening, and you're sitting there procrastinating with your poetry, as you're sitting, we we have uh, Shiro Publishing. We just uh, published uh, author Katrina McCain's book of poetry, beautiful poetry. Oh my goodness! And she just wrote; they were hers. She wrote them, but now she is author. Katrina McCain, huh? Mm. Because I decided to love. She 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 put those poems in a book. Now others like myself and those who have purchased it, many have purchased. They can now enjoy her heart, right? Mm. Because she became an author. She shared her work. So if you are a writer, if you are aspiring to write, if you desire to write, if you want to write, and you just don't know where to start, how to get started, how 
how to get this thing going. Listen, Shiro Publishing, we have free consultations. All you have to do is contact www.shiropublishing.com and request a consultation. Go ahead and plug it. Go ahead and plug it. Come on now. Let Shiro help you give birth to the thing on the inside of you, the book, the poetry, the journal, the workbook, whatever. Because, you see, people don't even realize your skills and gifts and talents that you use on a job for somebody else every day. Oof. Those skills, talents, those, that, that is information, wisdom, knowledge, experience that you could put in a manual. You could put in a workbook. You can put, you can actually make that profitable for you mm. marketplace profitability mm-hmm. oh, man. Mm. That is true. So, it's true I'm, I'm trying to help them you sit there and give 8 hours 40 hours a week to somebody else that information that education that knowledge that wisdom and you are doing absolutely nothing with it let us help you go and make profit huh mm-hmm. I think you can make profit off of what you what you already know I think what that- you do on a daily basis it's so true. I think it really adds to a lot of depression when it comes to things. You, you're you sitting on a pretty much a gold mine of, of things within you. Nuggets, and- <laughs> man. I'm talking about, come on, people in the financial industry. Man, come on, write a book on helping people to get their life balanced so that they can leave a, a legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For their family financially. Those of us that have wisdom and knowledge about different things and, 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 and aspects and things that we do. I'm a real estate broker and a life insurance agent. I believe that every family should have an exit plan. And not just to exit life, but to exit poverty. Mm. Every family should have an exit plan. Life insurance ain't the end because life insurance benefits the people you leave behind. But mm. do you have soul insurance? Mm. Ooh. Come on here. Just the preacher talking now. Because if you have an accident, you're all state going to replace the car, fix the car. But if you die in the accident, it's your soul covered. Mm. Do you know Jesus and the pardon of your sin? Because one thing about death is inevitable. We all will exit here. Mm-hmm. What, what did T.D. Jake say? He says, um, uh, I forget what he said. He said, um, it's something about leaving, leaving to dying, but then it says, but you got to, yeah, you gotta die. Oh, I forget what he said. He it's said, all right. He, Let me tell you something. He says so much. It's so powerful. Yeah, just, it says, he said you have to die to leave here. I can't remember what he says. And I got it's gonna it's gonna bother me now. Now, <laughs> now you're gonna look it up on YouTube. Yeah, you gonna find I'm gonna look it, it up. But, right. take, but, take, <laughs> but take this out. I tell people I live to live again. I'm not living to die. I live to live again. I live on purpose. Because I know to be absent from the body means I'm present with the Lord. So if I die, I still live. Mm-hmm. That's the blessed assurance that every believer should have. And then you want to make sure that while you are living in glory in your mansion, that you've left a legacy for your family. So you get covered, get you some life insurance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know this podcast kind of all over the place, but you told me we was just going to talk. Said, there's, so no, there's no structure. <laughs> there is no structure at all. I mean, we got exactly. phone calls. So we got, I like it. We just flowing. I love this platform. We got it phone just calls me. interrupting. We got dogs barking. We got I know drop. dogs barking. Because this is a natural flow. <laughs> right. a natural set. And that's why I love your platform. Because it is not, you know, something that's structured in the sense that, you know, it's, it, 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 it's just blah. You right. get to see the real side of of the of the guests that you have, and I I think that that's, that has a lot to do with the person that you are. You know what I'm saying? Like that's who you are. You are a people person. You re- accept and receive people and meet people where they are. And by when you bring your guests on, you allow them to feel that way and allow us to flow. And I'm just grateful because I don't know how to be anybody else but me. <laughs> well, that's good. I hope not. And anybody who's watched my lives on my Facebook page, they know. You know, I come raw un- and, and, and uncensored. I'm just, this, this, I'm telling you what it is. Because I want everybody, I want everybody to know the seed that I know. Mm-hmm. But I know everybody won't accept him and receive him at the same time. But at least I would have planted a seed. So somebody listening today, mm-hmm. you might have your life insurance, your portfolio, your 401k, and you got everything lined up. And you, you, you know, you, you already know who's going to get the house, who's going to get the car, who's going to get the jewelry, who's going to get your favorite coat, your favorite, whatever. You got all of that laid out. You got life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, homeowners insurance. You got insurance on your jewelry, your possessions, but you don't have no soul insurance. Mm. And all of those things don't benefit you in the hereafter. Mm-mm. 
So get your soul insured today by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Come on. That's the Romans the- 10, 9 and 10. That's your declaration page. That's your, pre- your policy. Your premium's been paid. Ain't nobody coming to collect a life insurance premium from you. Jesus paid it all. All you have to do is accept and receive. Accept and receive it on today. So I'm excited. This is who I am. Author Sharon at Smart, your sister in Christ. And I love you as a life. And ain't absolutely nothing you could do about it but love me back. Alan, I'm so honored. And I thank you so much for this platform and this opportunity. Um, I'm going to allow you to flow. You know, however you want to flow any questions you have for me, feel free. I like like listening to you, you know, because like you said, you're letting the the guests just speak. Because honestly, this that's the main point of this podcast is to originally was for you know, poetry and um, promote poetry and things like that, and then around December got this this mind switch. Um, it, me and this other poet were conversating, and we just wanted to we started we were trying to work on another event and the name, and we came up with the word limitless, and now we're on a road of a call the limitless mindset, uh, where breaking your own barriers, going past your own, uh, your own shortcomings, you're over, overcoming them and, and segueing to the podcast. I could not, I could not do certain things the same way when I does in the beginning, do, was doing in the beginning, because then it'd be a stagnant type growth. It'd be, it wouldn't be any growth. It'd just be stagnant. And so mm-hmm. when, like I said, in December, I said, you know what? Some, I can't remember exactly what, but I read something. And I was like, you know what? Everyone has a story, and poet, everybody's life is poetry, and po- right. and everyone's life is a story. So why not just when I bring people on? And of course, I already already had people in mind like you and other people in my head, but there wasn't a direct direction. It was a vague direction, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know what? Let it become. Just let them tell their story. Let us conversate about where who they are today. What limitless growth have they gone through? whatever it may be from um, writing their book. So even just, you know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get out of bed last night, but yet I'm here doing what I'm doing today, whatever wow. it is. And wow. so that's why, like, you know, I appreciate you saying that because you're pretty much vocalizing and exactly attaching to what I'm pretty much trying to do when it comes to this podcast. And like you said, with so many people can listen to it. And like you said, there could be that one person that you could have touched. And just, exactly. just now, you probably could touch one or two or three people, and it is going to touch somebody. Someone may have needed to hurt, hear it. I mean, you know the fad now on Facebook is, I don't know who needs to hear this, but, and it's the same thing we're attached to right now, our conversation. So whoever it is listening, you know, I hope it did touch you in some way, shape, right. or form. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, just, you know, with your book, because I remember when you wrote your book, and you, you were, you, I didn't see you for a while, and you came back. And you had the book was published, and yet, I remember you told me I have a book, I have a book um, reading or signing like that mm-hmm. Saturday or something at Barnes and Nobles. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that was that. You may I may hear things, or people may hear things from Les Brown, uh, Eric Thomas, Miles Monroe, and people like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, may hear things from those people who do have you know motivational speeches or just more motivational talkers, but. Sometimes I go off of things called something called vibes don't lie. And when you feel something or hear something from just from like, for example, you saying, I have the right, I have a book signing this Saturday. And just this past Saturday, you had a book reading for your grandson's book and stuff like that. I'm like, it may, it's, it's it's the jealousy of, I want to be there too. Wow. And and it's the the good part of the jealousy. Meaning. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, I want to be there too. How can I get there? How can wow. I become where they are now? And I don't want to follow their steps, but I want to be in the position that they are in because I, I want that feeling too. And and if you don't want to write a book, I mean, you could do a podcast. You could do a video on YouTube, whatever it is, you know, direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, give something for God to work with. <laughs> give God something to work with. Listen, let me tell you, even 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 digressing, like, for, for my grandson's book, because that's a new journey for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah is uh, a little over a year old. He turned one in October. And I remember the day he was born. Mm. I left out of my daughter's room and I was walking 
um, in the hall. And I just remember thinking after watching him come into the world, I was just so, so proud. I finally got a man child from the Lord, <laughs> even though he didn't, even though he didn't come from my body, you know, he, he my blood and, mm-hmm. and my daughter had him. I had four girls, of course, and I finally got a man child from the Lord. And I just remember thinking, God, I have nothing to give him. Mm. You know, I have nothing to give him. I'm, not, You know, he, he got a, a single mother as a grandmother. His mama, single mama. You know, we're, we're both unwed. And, and, and you know, I, I'm, I live from check to check, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like, I, I have nothing to give him, God. And I just remember the Holy Spirit because I love it. He's so sweet like that to me. He said, give him your gift. And I said, my gift says, give him your gift of writing. And I knew then there was a book in me for Noah. Mm. I knew that I would write a book for him. And so that's how, how Noah got the cookie from the cookie jar was birth. <laughs> but I want to say this, in creating that book, which is a book that teaches the value of please, thank you, and the consequences of disobedience. Mm. I remember... When I wrote the first book and, you know, once you hold it in your hand, it's like holding a baby all over again. It was a beautiful experience. But um, just knowing that every year my goal is to write a new book for him as his ghostwriter. Oh, okay. I'm writing a book. So when he turns two, he's going to have a new book. You know, when he turns three, he's going to have a new book. By the time <laughs> he's five, he's going to have five books. But when he turns five, he will help me write the book. Mm. Meaning he will give me ideas and we're going to write them together. I'm, I'm building a literary legacy in him, a literary legacy. And I want to say this to anybody listening. Every family has a story. Mm-hmm. Help your child write it. Help mm-hmm. your child write the family story or create stories. I met a family at the book signing yesterday. The mother came to the table. I was sharing with her about how Noah's book came to be. And she said, I need your help. I ended up giving her Shiro Publishing's information because she has a door. She has a set of twins, but one of the twins writes books. She do her own books. She she writes the stories, do her own illustrations, and she staples the pages together and creates her own book. She got tons of books. I remember doing that. <laughs> that she yeah. See, we've all done it, but she does it like like she's an author already, right? And right. she she just hasn't been published. So I told her mommy, I said, you need to talk to me. Let's get her stuff. Let's. She's seven. They're seven. I said, let's get her stuff. But then I went on to say, hey, they need a YouTube channel. And they need an Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they, I said, they, because of their twins. Do you know how powerful that is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, do you know how powerful that is? Like, we got to invest in our children. Mm-hmm. We got to invest in our children. So, yes, I, 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 I'm all about literary legacy. I'm all about taking the story. Every family has a story. Maybe you don't know how to tell the story. That's why you get in touch with us. Let us help you tell the story. As a ghostwriter, my job is not to be the person that everybody knows goes the book. My job is to make sure that your story is written in a way that it is received, that it is, you know, they express, that 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 people know it. You know what I mean? And And I just I love seeing that happen, and I just want more people to tap into the gifting that's on the inside of them. Mm-hmm. I, I remember talking um, with your with a counterpart of yours, and when breaking down everything, there's one thing I'm, I'm taking from what you're saying this time today. What Shiro does is they provide the tools, and then it's, it's pretty much up to you to do like the. I mean, you do the marketing and things like that, but. It's not just on Shiro. You have to do the work too. You're not just going to sit there like, okay, well, thanks for uh, p- promoting it for me. And uh, right, pr- like you got to do yeah. the work. So yeah, I, I you got to do that. the work too. Yeah, you got to you got to be a part of your process. Right. We all we do provide the tools, and there are a lot of tools that we provide. There are so many facets to Shiro from 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 conception to to launch and act. Mm-hmm. You know, so from conception to launch to after, the process is so seamless. And if you go to the website, you will see that there are so many people that have trusted us with their projects, with their babies. And we have had a lot of baby showers. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of baby showers. And so I'm so excited today to be a part of the Shiro Publishing team. I'm excited today to be an ambassador for the kingdom of God. I'm excited excited on today to be Noah's Gigi and I'm excited today to be the guest on your platform. I'm excited for you today too. 
I really am. I mean, like I said, you're you're one of the people who, the first thing my mom's like, I have to have her on. Thank and, you so much. Because you, you're, everything you said, it's all truth. And it's things that I think of, you know, behind closed doors and talk to my friends about and can we go through our back and forth. And I just like how you're bringing another genuine version of it um, through yourself, through your story, through your poetry. And, mm. and I remember whenever people ask, uh, oh, so you write poetry? I'm like, yeah, I do. So how do you come up with these words? How do you come up with these things? And everyone I talk to, when they get that question, no one knows how to answer it because we don't know. And kind of you just did answer it by saying we were given this gift and God was able to use it to have something to work with. And that's how it's able to be processed. Mm-hmm. And so... Whether you believe in God or not, you can't deny that something grows from what they Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and, and words are seeds. Mm, that's why words that, that tongue are is strong. Seeds. It can cut. That's what you have. Go ahead. I was saying that tongue is strong. It can cut and it can uh, heal. So Yes. And, and the thing about it in this season that, you know, those who follow me, those who are connected to me, um, I, you know, in this season, you know, I'm sharing with them what God's been telling me, guard your words, mm-hmm. guard your words, because you will see in this season, you will see what you see, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a prime example, I like to share it. I like to give it because it's what everybody can relate to. You got that friend that'll call you up and say, hey, Alan, let me buy $20. Right. And you know that friend credit ain't good. You know they borrowed $20 from you before and they never paid you back. And instead of you being honest and saying, hey, look, your credit ain't good, man. You didn't pay me the last time you borrowed $20 from me. I ain't going to do it this time. Instead of you just being honest and telling them that so you can help them help their life, you will say, I'm broke. Sorry, mm-hmm. can't do it. Mm-hmm. So you just cursed your own money. Ooh. You just cursed your own. Fi- you said, I'm broke. That's when the truth of the matter is you're not broke, you just don't want to lend it to somebody who is not, who don't have no integrity. Right. You understand? But instead of you being a friend and saying, yo, nah, I can't do it, man. And and and, and then, it, I'll take it a step further. If you got the $20 and you can part with it and know that you might not get this back, but you want to be a blessing to him, say, show sure, I got it. Come get it. But you already, you have come to the resolve in your mind that he ain't going to get this back. I'm just going to part with this. Mm. Then that's the kingdom way. Mm. You know, you're supposed to give with no expectation of receiving. Right? Mm-hmm. Because God causes men to give unto your bosom, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. God does it. Right? Mm-hmm. But when we lend, we're supposed to lend without expectation of receiving. Why? Because if you have an expectation of receiving it and you don't, then guess what just happened? Money divided friends. Mm. But you got to guard your word. Mm-hmm. In this season, you can't say I'm broke. I like I like how you said that you cursed your own money. Yeah, you just said that. I'm broke, but you're not broke. Right. But you said it. Right. It's, it goes, you spoke it. I guess it's, it's, it's a um a branch off from the saying um I'm gonna put it out there to the world. You know, people say that it's still a positive sense, but you can you pretty exactly. much, you can put out negative stuff as well. So that's come on, you can put out and when and when you say it. You have to be, listen, when it happens and you, you got to remember you said it. That's why you see it. Mm. That's why whatever you want to see, speak those things that be not as though they were. Mm, I like that. That's and good. when you speak it, make sure it's what you want to see. I like, I'm, that's gonna, I'm something I need to ponder on when I'm thinking tonight, when I'm editing. <laughs> when I listen to this again, when I'm editing, it's, it's going to be some Yeah, like, food. listen, so. The, the, and the truth of the matter is, is like even even with things you want to manifest, you know, I know people always talk about manifestation, manifestation, as if though, you know, th- like you can't negate the word of God because God, there was no construction company when God created the world. There was no construction company, no laborers, no, no brick masons. No, he said, let there be. And there was whatever he said, it manifested. It came to be because he spoke it into existence. And if we're made in the likeness and image of God, and we are little gods, little G.O.D.s, we have the same ability. And so whatever you speak out your mouth, it will come to pass. Mm. In this dispensation, it's going to come to pass quicker than it's ever done. So if you say something, expect to see it. So only say what you want to see. So when you see it, you'll know it's what you say. Mm. See somebody else telling you that you that you ain't this or you ain't that, and that, it, it's not what they say; it's what you say. 
It's not what they call you. It's what they what you answer to. Right. It's, it's what. So if, so if somebody else said, "Well, you were ugly, or you were this, you were that," and that's not what you see when you look in the mirror, say, "No, nah, I send that back to the sender." <laughs> Undeliverable because I don't receive it. Mm. But you got to learn to say about you what God has already said about you. Mm. You were made in a likeness and image of God. You are beautiful. You are wonderfully and beautifully made. You are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You're the lender, not the borrower. Come on here. You're the righteousness of God. You're the apple of his eye. I'm healed by his stripes. You got to say, I got more than enough for me and somebody else. Come on. You got to learn how to speak those things. You got to learn the language of the kingdom. I always say to people, we'll encourage our children to learn a second language. Preferably Spanish. We tell them, learn Spanish. Learn. But we don't encourage our children to learn kingdom language. Mm. See, the enemy is not scared that your child know how to speak in Spanish. That don't move him. But if your child knew how to say the word of the Lord in Spanish, now he in trouble. Because <laughs> mm. now in English and Spanish, they whipping his tail. In English and Spanish, they know how to say when a bully comes up against them. They know how to say, get thee behind me, Satan. The Lord rebukes you. Mm. But we don't encourage them to learn the language of the kingdom. But kingdom language is the only thing that's going to keep them in this side. You remember when that man broke into that woman's house and, wanted, you know, raped her and, mm. and wanted to do all these things to her. And she began to read to him the purpose-driven life. Mm. Come on, you remember the story? And she began to read how the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And, you know, he, I mean, come on. The the word of the Lord is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's quick and able to separate bone and marrow, soul and spirit. Come on. So we got to learn in this time. And I know I've been all over the place, but y'all just hear my heart. (laughs) Somebody on today needed to be encouraged. When you're listening to this podcast, I pray. It is my prayer that something I said today, maybe you've been speaking negative over your life, your situation, your finances, your husband, your wife, your children, your money, your job, your health. Stop it. Stop it. Say to your body, you are healed. Say to cancer, you are dried up. I am healed by his strength. My husband is the king and head of this family. My wife is beautiful and she's the, the you know, that she's the caregiver. She, she is everything. You don't have to go outside of your man. She is everything you need her to be because you chose her. Mm. You chose him. And whatever he ain't or she ain't, take it to God in prayer and begin to speak that thing over them. He may be the worst at balancing the checkbook, but you say, baby, I thank you for how you're navigating our family through these, through, through, through these times in life or this financial situation. I thank you for being who you are in our family. You, you begin to say it because even though he may not be it, you begin to speak it and you will begin to see it the more you speak it. Because mm-hmm. now he's going to go out to Barnes & Noble and buy some books on balance and check <laughs> finance. He's going to get with somebody to help. He'll, see, because you start you start planting those seeds. Mm-hmm. That's, say, baby, say, baby, you find it in the day I met <laughs> you. You know she done turned into a, a two-liter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you met her, she was, you know, 16 ounces. But, <laughs> not too, but, but, but here it is. You telling her that. And she already feeling a certain way. But when you tell her that, she gonna be like, baby, you know what? I'm gonna join the gym. I'm gonna start walking her. You know, let's, let's, you know, she, it's gonna plant a seed. Yeah. But it's what we say. It's the words we speak. So know that as poets, as authors, as writers, as speakers, words have power. Mm-hmm. And words are seeds that enter into the hearer's ear, into their heart, and impact their life. Mm-hmm. Make sure your words are producing roses and daisies and lilies, not thorns and weeds. And come on here. Mm. Make sure your words are sweet. And sometimes the words have to be corrected, but make sure you do it in love so you'll get the result that you want. Not the backlash, not the rebellion, not the shutdown, because it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm. So make sure you're saying it in love from a loving place and you'll get the results you want. Man, I just want to thank you, man. Thank uh, you for thank the platform. You. Thank, thank you for you. the opportunity. Oh, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love everything you said. You know, honestly, I think we should end it there just because let, let it marinate. Let it, yeah. let it simmer. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do a, 
a part two because we have more to talk about. <laughs> well, people can definitely follow me, get connected with me. Um, of course, I'm at Shiro, but I'm on Facebook as author Sharon at Smart. I do have another Facebook page that just says Sharon at Smart, but I'm never really on it. I'm on author Sharon at Smart. I'm also on author Sharon at Final IG. Um, you guys can plug in. I do have a website, but I have not um, finished, completed it yet, so it's not live. But of course, once SharonAtSmart.com does become live, people will be able to follow me there as well. All right, sounds good. And uh, again, thank you for being a guest on this show. And uh, thank you. I, I, again, I, I do want to do a part two. Well, I'm looking forward to you. Just let me know, and we can definitely make it happen. I have enjoyed this myself. Oh, all right. Well, everybody, thank you again, Sharonette, and everybody else. Lives do not lie. <laughs>